0: a character is what he does yes but even more a character is what he means to do orson scott card hello and welcome back to the turn rate podcast this is episode 93 why would you want to write a negative character arc so there aren't that many negative character arcs in literature and i was thinking about why that might be but as i was pondering this episode and coming up with examples I realized there was a lot more than I initially thought. A positive character arc is defined as a series of transformations that the character undergoes from the very beginning of the story through the midpoint to the climax and the resolution. Generally, this results in the character changing in a quote-unquote positive way or better way than he was before having some kind of realization about the world around him and realizing something deep within himself that he either needs to accept or improve upon contrastingly a negative character arc is where a character undergoes a worse transformation and from the beginning of the story to the end they have an inherently more negative outlook on the world around them Or they've chosen something that is less than positive for their path. I think negative character arcs are very intriguing and I think I actually unknowingly wrote one in my first novel. So I'm gonna go over four reasons why you might want to pull out a negative character arc in your story. Number one, there's a lot of moral complexity within the theme and your story. It's kind of a gray area. I think this is actually the most common type of negative character arc, and I think authors that write like this are really wise people, and they know that not everything is black or white, and they know that sometimes people don't always choose the right thing, and that sometimes life doesn't always work out the way we want it to. It can also be argued as a positive transformation for the character, even if the act is inherently negative. So what do I mean by that? So let's look at Me Before You by Jojo Moyes. The love interest Will is a quadriplegic. He is completely paralyzed. He has no use of his limbs from this accident he was involved in. And he falls in love with his caretaker. His caretaker loves him despite all of these circumstances. And she tries everything in her power to get Will to not go off to Switzerland and to not decide to end his life with the help of medicine because he's in so much pain. Now I definitely see Will's perspective. I don't judge him for it at all. Um, I think if I was in the same situation I probably would choose that as well but the act of ending one's life is inherently negative no matter if someone dies in a fatal motorcycle accident at age 20 or peacefully in their sleep at 89 the ending of life is always tragic and thus always negative even though will would be in a better place based on his actions and obviously this is an extremely morally gray area some people say this see this as blatantly wrong some people see this as a viable option i don't think anyone really knows if it's wrong or right um but it felt right to will and And so in that regard, it was kind of positive for him because it felt right for him and ended his suffering. But because of the complexity of the situation, I think you can analyze that book as a negative character arc. Similarly, but in a lot more of a lighthearted way, The Great Gatsby is also sometimes analyzed as a negative character arc. Um, Some people do say it's a flat arc. I can see the argument for both. But if you really think about it, Nick Carraway starts out as this jovial like youngster that's fascinated by Gatsby and his wealth and this whole new town that he's kind of discovering again for the first time and as the story progresses he sees these dirty actions that Gatsby and Jordan and Daisy are all undertaking and he becomes very disgusted with it and he comes to the conclusion at the end of the story that wealthy people can do whatever the heck they want because their money fixes all of their problems And he realizes that the American dream is not real, it's this illusion that Gatsby and all these other people are playing and paying into, and it's not a real thing. So that's, of course, a very negative outlook on life, on society, but it's also complex because um, I think at the end of the story, Nick Carraway does acknowledge the good that Gatsby has done and the interesting things that he's done as a person, but overall, the story is a less than positive outlook on life at the end. Number two, for some strange reason, you want the antagonist to win. Perhaps we see this in a thriller or horror. Perhaps the murderer is actually coming out on top in your story. Um, Or it's a twist and the murderer is the protagonist. That's kind of what happened in The Silent Patient by Alex and Michael Ladies. I mean, if you think about it, the whole story you're believing this psychotherapist is the good guy he wants to help alicia for all of the right reasons and then at the end of the story you realize that he set alicia up to be convicted of this crime and he set her up inside the system too from this psychological standpoint and it's just a really twisted messed up story and it's also very suspenseful and everyone was talking about this story for the last year so i think the author had a great motivation to do so because if you do something crazy like that everybody's going to be talking about your book because it's very unexpected but i don't think this technique works very well in other genres for example i could not see it working well in romance like imagine if colleen's hoover it ends with us imagine if lily bloom didn't stand up to that guy i forget his name but the guy that abused her and she fell in love with Like, imagine if she didn't stand up to him and he won. That would be absolutely awful. So I think this is really only appropriate for thriller, horror, and those kinds of crazy psychological twists. Number three, you want to teach people a lesson. I think this is very common in dystopia. You want to teach people that the world cannot change despite a character's best efforts. You want fiction to mirror the harsh realities of life rather than be feel good. However, publishers do not like this. It's depressing. It's negative. People are upset at the end of the story. No one wants you to walk away from, say your story goes on to being um, a film. No one wants to walk out of a movie theater in tears, depressed, anxious, scared about life, even if that's sometimes the reality of life. In The Hunger Games, Katniss beating out the Capitol is a redemption that everyone wanted, and it made her a character that you could easily root for. Or imagine how depressing it would be if Harry was killed by Voldemort and all of his efforts were in vain. It's interesting because when I think back to my first novel, The Sweep, and how I didn't even realize it at the time, but I was executing a negative character arc for Felicity. Felicity is the protagonist, and Fitz, the love interest, is this good person who's doing the right thing, who's standing up to this evil institution, but he's ultimately executed by the people in charge. And Felicity is left heartbroken and unable to go on. And she has a very negative outlook at the end of the story. And she's saying that Capita, the land, the people that are in charge, they are always going to win no matter what. One person cannot change the world. And to a certain extent, it is an extension of my own beliefs Um, And some people that have read my book overwhelmingly did not like the ending. They said it was so sad. Why did I do that? They just wanted Fitz to live. They wanted it to be happily ever after. And I know, I know for a fact that if my novel had somehow, by some miracle, gotten into a publisher's hand, I guarantee they would have made me change the ending of the story, which didn't feel right to me as an author. And, you know, not saying that my story would have gone on to be big or, or anything like that, but I do think maybe sometimes everything happens for a reason And I'm glad that my story didn't get picked up by someone, and I'm glad I didn't have to change it, because for that story, that was the message I, as the author, wanted to convey to the world. Number four kind of goes along with this. You want your readers to feel ultimate empathy for your characters. So sometimes when we think about how to illustrate ultimate empathy for a character, we think about something ending, someone dying, some great summer love ending, a romance falling short. The character is unable to be consoled or see life in a positive way after this happened. This is tragic stuff. We obviously don't want to see it in our real lives, but it also also is incredibly empathy-evoking, and some people may just want a big reaction from their readers and for their story to be memorable. Are stories as memorable if the good guy always wins? No. The issue with this, what I learned with writing The Sweep, is that it makes the character less able to root for them if they have a negative attitude. The readers can't root for a character with a negative attitude that's unconsolable. It seemed as sort of not redeemable. In society, we have this idea that positivity can overcome anything and that if you can just change your mind, you can just do it. And that's an idea from society that people want to see just like true love always wins, just like Summers are always great and perfect and memorable in a tight box in your memory, even if that's not how it really was. Everybody wants these ideals, the American dream. And this definitely was an issue for me and my story because people saw Felicity as this weak, helpless character that was too in love with Fitz and too heartbroken at the end of the novel. And people, instead of empathizing with her, they kind of got on her and said, oh, Felicity should have been a stronger woman. Felicity should have stood up for herself and, and fought Capita herself. Felicity should have been able to go on without fits. And I think people felt that they couldn't see beyond this young girl blindly in love, and they couldn't root for her because she wasn't independent enough or strong enough on her own. Even though me as the reader, I was really trying to get to the emotional core of how you would feel if you went through this situation yourself. And I wanted my readers to feel ultimate empathy for my characters and to realize that if this kind of stuff goes on in society, it's ultimately very, very bad for the individual. And I wanted Felicity to be sort of ostracized and represented as the individual. So that was a lot. That was a lot about my novel. I don't really talk about my novel that much on the podcast, but I thought it was interesting to kind of illustrate it as a negative character arc. I don't know if I'll be writing negative character arcs again in the future. The current book that I'm on right now, I don't know if it's a negative character arc or if it's a positive one. I know the arc of the story and how the character is transforming, but sometimes there's a bit of a blurred line between that positive, negative, and even flat arc. Just look at Gatsby. There's tons of analysis arguing for it either way. So just some interesting stuff to think about. Let me know what kind of arcs do you write in your novels. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We're here every week with a new episode. Thanks so much for listening. As always, keep writing, keep reading, and keep querying. And I will talk to you on our next road trip.